Hello, welcome to The Seasoned RD, a podcast connecting newer professionals in the field of eating disorders to those of us who have been around for a while. I'm your host, Beth Harrell, a certified eating disorders registered dietitian and supervisor. And I'm Abby Brown, a registered dietitian who is newer to the field. I think of myself as a well-seasoned cast iron skillet with wisdom and experience, yet always ready for something new. And I think of myself as an Instapot with innovation and a fresh perspective. This podcast brings both to the table to share ingredients, recipes, and techniques of past and present so we can all be our best for the future. The kettle is heating up. A skillet is on simmer. So join us around the table for true professional nourishment. Abby, ready to stir the pot? Let's do it. Well, hello, Abby. Hello. So excited to get started working with you on this podcast. I know. This is going to be amazing. I'm I'm sitting here and just so excited. And we called it the seasoned RD, and the ED in seasoned is capitalized, and that's for eating disorder. And you and I are both registered dietitians. We are. And I'm um, very well seasoned. And you are also seasoned. And one of the things about it, we use the analogy of a cast iron skillet because we want to know how to become seasoned and how to stay seasoned. Yes. And you are very well seasoned. I just wanted to point that out. You're very, very seasoned. I'm like a new cast. I'm a couple months old cast iron, just just starting to get some flavor. (laughs) And I am the cast iron skillet that could get really rusty if I don't take care of it. But I even looked up different ways to clean a cast iron skillet if it is rusty. And there's lots of ideas, heat, vinegar, coke, scrubbing, washing anyways. Um, I think that all of us who are in this field have to um, not only learn what we need to learn, but continue to learn. Right. I think that's kind of the best part about our field is that you're always learning. There's always something new to learn about or a podcast to listen into, a webinar to watch. And so that's what I hope we can bring to the table is this awesome podcast where people can truly learn. Absolutely. I decided to start this podcast selfishly to help me stay in touch and help those who I supervise kind of sort out like a one-stop shop for those things that I think are important. We are overwhelmed with all of these great modalities and all of these great webinars and all of these great trainings. And it can be hard once you're, you know, to whittle all that down into something small. So mm-hmm. I got into the work with eating disorders, kind of started as a clinical dietitian and then was an eating disorders dietitian in an inpatient hospital setting, moved on to internship director and then back into eating disorders with a children's hospital. And most recently was certification director where we certify doctors, dietitians, therapists, physical therapists, other professionals in the treatment of eating disorders as a specialist. So the CEDRD, Certified Eating Disorders Registered Dietitian, and the CEDS, the Certified Eating Disorders Specialist. And so you, like you mentioned, you selfishly got into this for, you know, just sharing all of the awesome knowledge that you have, but to also learn from others. And so what I'm, I'm hoping that I can bring this 
newer RD or newer professional perspective. So I'm assuming that I will be asking a ton of questions and that you will be just building off of whatever the our awesome guests are saying. But that's what I'm excited for, kind of selfishly myself, is to ask questions to these awesome guests we're going to have. But again, just to really, uh, well, my hope is that I have a similar perspective or questions that other newer professionals would ask too. Well, and I have to say in the short time that we've been doing this together, I've learned so much from you. Like, tell me a little bit about your undergrad program. Did they prepare you at all for things like nutrition counseling or working with disordered eating or eating disorders? Yeah, I had truly like the best undergrad experience in nutrition. I love, love, love my professors. We didn't really get into eating disorders very much. Um, And I think that's common for undergrad. Hopefully that can develop. Um, but we did do a little bit in counseling. We watched a ton of those Molly Kellogg videos. She's like my idol. And so she was like my first experience in counseling and learning about contemplation and pre-contemplation and all of that. Definitely tools I still use today. So that's how I got into the counseling side or my first information on counseling. And then in my internship, we did a lot of hay. So health at every size but still not a ton in the eating disorder realm. And I, again, I think that this is very common in undergrad and the internship is we're not hitting eating disorders enough, but hopefully we can get there soon. Yeah. Yeah. And you are doing your practice right now in general nutrition counseling, right? Right. Yes. So I see a wide variety of clients and I'm just starting to dip my toes into the eating disorder world. I've got a team behind me who is really holding my hand through this whole process, which makes all of this so much easier. And again, just throwing in how much I'm learning from you and from this podcast is, I feel like really shaping me into an awesome eating disorder dietitian. Yeah. So had you heard about supervision for eating disorder care? You were really the first one who has ever mentioned supervision to me. I did have a coworker who told me she was doing supervision, but I really had no idea what she was talking about. And then I learned more so from you because you're this awesome supervisor. And then the more and more I heard about supervision, the more it truly sounded like a beast. It was a lot of time, a lot of effort to go through this. And I think it can kind of be a turnoff, but now that I'm learning more about it, it's, yes, it takes some time, but the relationships you build from this and the knowledge that you have, we see so many disordered eating patients or maybe a real eating disorder. And just having that little bit of knowledge, well, I mean, a lot of bit of knowledge that you get from supervision, just having that is going to make you such a more well-rounded professional. And so, yeah, that's that was my, my first perspective on supervision was that it was a lot. But now I'm thinking like, we should all be doing this. <laughs> but to, how did, how exactly did you get into supervision? Yeah, I'll tell you what, and you're not alone with the whole thinking it's a beast thing, because it is, it can be, it's, it's slow. It's like, you know, the hare versus the tortoise. Mm -hmm. Um, You're really just taking a slow pace through it. So I, I was fortunate enough to get into a practice with therapists and dietitians that required 
supervision. And supervision is a therapy thing. I mean, all of the therapists we're interviewing, all of the ones that I work with have had to do supervision, which is not common for dietitians at all. And so when I was doing that, I was being shown my blind spots, things like how I show up as a person in the room and how I'm triggered by maybe my client or the different thoughts that I have personality disorders, any kind of physical dangers, things that I would share about my clients, but also my supervisors. I have had several over the years, and I love that variety as well, have helped me kind of, like I say, see my blind spots, things that I just didn't Mm -hmm. know that I didn't know. And just because I was a director of certification too, people have told me, that once they got into it, that that was actually the best part of their whole professional development was the supervision piece is Mm -hmm. that growth. You can't come, you can't learn that in a book. You know, it's about your client. It's about you and your client. It's about their world. It's about our world. Mm -hmm. And I think we can pick up on that even just as healthcare professionals in general. It's really about throwing yourself into it and developing these real experiences. That's the the best way to learn sometimes. I, let's see, I've been certified. I've been a certified eating disorders dietitian, I believe for about eight years and a supervisor for about six of that. Um, And I started in the field of eating disorders in 1993. So I've been doing this kind of work for a while and I had started my supervision. I would say, let's see, I started in private in the hospital setting and private practice and then private practice. And so my first supervisor was in private practice and that would have been probably 97. Okay. So yes, a very seasoned eating disorder dietitian. (laughs) And I'm still learning lots of things. Sometimes, for example, just going from the inpatient residential hospital setting um, to the outpatient setting was like a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. And that's an important thing for people when they feel like they're losing their confidence if they go from one setting to another. Everything is there when you're in an inpatient setting, the the doctors, the nurses, therapists, the groups, the meals, the locked bathrooms, the processes. When you go to an outpatient setting, you see them for this small, tiny piece during the week, and then they're out in the world and trying to trying to work their recovery. And you have no idea what's happening. So Mm -hmm. it was it was a brand new thing moving from from inpatient to outpatient. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to say back then, it was some things that we believed to be true are thankfully have been proven by research to not be true and just by practice. And then the nine truths came around and that's been a while, but that was a game changer for me. It's uh, changed my way of thinking about that families are the best allies. I I already knew that, you know, you kind of know that with your work and that families are the best allies. But here's the reason for the podcast. Who knows what's next? Our guests are going to help us know what that next wave of important shift within our environment, because I guarantee you, and when I was in my internship and my undergrad programs, we didn't, well, health at every size wasn't around. I'm going to say the internet wasn't even around, but then also not only health at every size, but intuitive eating and 
weight inclusivity and definitely the genetics studies were not part of what we have available to us. And mm-hmm. so you got the the MNT, medical nutrition mm-hmm. therapy, but also the nutrition counseling. And you right. and I hear that about Molly, Molly Kellogg, not in our undergrads, but um, that's someone who I reached out to early on in my training. And I have lots of other resources, but some of them I would have to dust off. They're just in my head now. Right. Uh, I do have a question for you. So think back to when you first got into the field here. Is there anything that you wish you would have done or changed anything at all like that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, I feel like I made so many mistakes and probably still do. I feel like I would have gotten into supervision earlier, Mm. quite honestly. And I really, what I did love is the fact that I was in peer consults with therapists and dietitians, and occasionally we'd have a psychiatrist. Those were the best learning times. So I would say getting in with a group, maybe even earlier, especially if you're working in the outpatient setting, because you don't have that support. Mm And that makes me appreciate having you as, you know, like a mentor, because I do, I get to learn from, you know, your, what you wish you would have done differently. And now I do, I get to get into supervision, you know, at a pretty early start in my career. And so thank you for that. I'm really looking forward to this. And Abby, I know that you also are involved in a group because you're not treating clinical eating disorders yet. But mm-hmm. aren't you also, you're, you've got yourself surrounded by people. Like you said, tell me a little bit about that. You have a group yeah. about cases yet? Yes. So the practice I work at, we work heavily in eating disorders. Me, not yet though, because I'm still just learning so much. But yeah, I have awesome coworkers who are really good at working in the eating disorder area, two of which are going through supervision right now. And so it's fun to see how they're doing. And, you know, I talk to them about things I learned from you and, you know, they shoot back and we have these kind of like team supervision, I guess it's just like a zoom supervision that we do once a month, uh, specifically for eating disorders. And that's really helpful too. So we can present different cases or walk through, uh, like our most recent one, we walked through our fit. So mm-hmm. these specific, uh, different topics that all relate back into eating disorders. So, I mean, they're doing an incredible job really getting us, us dietitians who aren't yet super knowledgeable, more knowledgeable, more trained in this area. Yeah. So why do you think that the group you work with doesn't have people start working with eating disorders right away? You know, the last thing you would want to do is to trigger someone or make a situation even worse. It just takes such an effort to properly care for them. It's a, it's a big team effort. Not only is, you know, they should be seen a dietitian, but definitely a therapist and so many other things that need to be involved. There's so many moving parts that's throwing someone like me into that right off the bat. That might be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been a dietitian? Oh, six months, I think now six months is so pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I got to meet when you reached out as a senior practicum student. 
Yes. In my undergrad, we had to do, we got to do uh, this experience where we shadowed different dietitians just to get an experience before we started our internships. And yeah, I reached out to you. I mean, you're like one of our top dietitians back in Kansas City. And so I said, oh, absolutely. I'm contacting Beth Harrell. And that was such a fun experience, just getting to see you and your office and all of the different tools you had. And you shared so many awesome resources with me and really watching you work and learning from you that one day is what sparked my interest for eating disorders. I think it was always there a little bit, but I didn't fully get that until I talked with you. Yeah. And that's some of the best parts about going through either internship or undergrad is kind of learning what areas you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And I could see that in you, Abby, when we were there together that's why I reached out to you for this. Even though you're in Dallas now, we have all this technology (laughs) that we can pull ourselves together for this, for this joint effort of having, you know, learning together and learning from other people and hopefully helping other people. I mean, our audience will be students, interns, but newer professionals in the field, no matter what discipline. And we are the students in this whole podcast as well. Right. Just like you said, there are always things that are changing, but these guests that we have on are just going to shed light on that. I mean, they're at like front of the line, learning about everything eating disorder related. So such awesome content we're going to be putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we've already done some and they were super fun. Let's lean on each other and learn from each other so we can grow together as professionals in this field of eating disorders. If you want to connect with me for supervision or membership with monthly content, please find me at bethharrell.com professionals.